Hello there, and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz with Brayden podcast, a show to encourage and empower creative CEOs just like yourself through actionable legal, tax, and financial topics. I'm Brayden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator, but you can just call me Brayden, your gay best friend, here to help you unfuck that biz. If you're ready to dive in, grab a notebook, maybe some coffee, and buckle in to learn how you can implement solid strategies to build a profitable business. Well, hello, friend, and welcome back to the podcast. As always, this is your host, Brayden. And today, I am excited to talk about a topic that's very fun for me, and it is about doing annual planning. The reason I love this is because I love planning. You know what? I was about to say I love planning anything. That's actually not true. I don't like planning for things like trips. I don't know why. When I like vacation and stuff, I like to be spontaneous. I don't like to like map out my day. I don't like that kind of planning, but I love goal setting and I love planning for launches and like business projects. Um, love that kind of stuff. If any of you are familiar with the Strengths Finder assessment, futuristic is like my number one and strategic is always in my top five. I remember when I was in college, my um, academic advisor told me that being an academic advisor would be a great career path for me because I would come to all of my meetings with like basically every course I needed to take for every semester in college in order to like triple major and triple minor within four years, right? It was more just like an exercise in planning than a reality, but it was really, really fun. So every um, time I get to every year when December rolls around, I get really excited to do January January planning but I have to kind of, I have to kind of like dial myself back and ask myself, um, am I planning for the sake of planning or am I actually mapping out something that is executable, right? So that's what I tried really hard to do this year. I started my planning process um, really just like brainstorm. I brainstorm all year long. Like I'm always like brainstorming and thinking about what my goals are. But I actually think I created my 2024 planning Google Doc in October, did a lot of it last month. And usually when we do our company quiet weeks, so that's um, coming up the end of December and beginning of January, we will be quiet for two weeks, meaning we just are generally offline. That's when I usually will wrap up my planning process. So I thought on this episode, it would be fun for me to go through this process that I do. I was talking about this with my team earlier today. And I just kind of I told them, I said, it just feels very self-indulgent. Like, should I even be doing this? I just like to talk about my own business and about my planning process. I don't know if anyone actually wants to listen to this. And Connie, our client success coordinator, said that she loved to listen to these kind of episodes because even though she has her own planning process, sometimes she gets like one nugget to take away that she finds really, really useful. So that's my hope for you today. Maybe you will implement a full similar process or just take a nugget or two, or maybe you're just like curious to hear what we have going on in the business. Either way, you've come to the right place. So I am going to dive in. So I always start with this tool called the Vision Traction Organizer. And this comes, so it's also called a VTO. This comes from the book Traction, T-R-A-C-T-I-O-N, the book Traction by Gino Wickman. You can find it in paperback for probably like 10 or 15 bucks on Amazon. But I got into this when I joined my business mastermind, like back in 2019. And the director of that mastermind has us all read it. We did like book, we book clubbed it. And I just found it really useful because it's actually essentially a way to break down project management in your business. 
specifically for entrepreneurs. So it teaches the entrepreneurial operating system. I know a lot of uh, like seven figure businesses who use this as well. And I find it's pretty helpful. So it has you start like most things with your core values, like focus and goal setting. I decided um, that our core values in our company, they've always been kind of like around the same lines as what I'm about to share. But we really are are starting to dial it in more. I also read the book um, Clockwork this year, and I've been thinking a lot about that. It's written by Mike Michalowicz. He's the same guy who wrote the Profit First book. And he has you come up with something that he calls like your queen bee role in your business. It's like the one thing in business you'd hang your hat on. And he also has you come up with a company promise. And when I was reading that book, I thought that our company promise was about making things fun, right? That's what I hear people tell me a lot is they, they'll they say something like, Brayden, I like to work with you because you're non-judgmental. I feel comfortable around you. Um, you keep things like fun and fresh with regard to like taxes and legal stuff, which, you know, is hard to do. So thinking about all these things, our core value, we have five core values and they're all like sentences essentially. So I'll just read through them. One, we make stuff fun. Two, we keep it simple. Three, we stay transparent. Four, we educate and empower. Five, we reserve judgment. So our goal is to make legal and tax as fun as we can. Uh, we're transparent in the way that we do our proper reports and the way we share our offers and our services. We like to keep it as simple as possible. Like why overcomplicate the already complicated? And we want our clients to feel like they can come to us and not, you know, receive judgment for things they've done wrong in their business because, you know, how is that remotely helpful for them to get results and for us to retain them as clients, right? That doesn't help anyone. Yet it's so pervasive in our industry. Our core focus, which we outline, which I outlined like while reading the book. Um, we so we have our purpose and our niche. These are two different things he has you write out. Our purpose is making business fun again. And I had to grapple with this one for a second because, I, you know, this one I feel really strongly about. I think I need to incorporate it more throughout our website, but making business fun again. What does that mean? Well, I was talking to my team about this because they kind of pushed back a little bit on it, I think, if I remember correctly. And they're like, what does that really mean, Brayden? And I was thinking about when we all start our business, right? And business is so fun because we get this exciting idea. We're gonna, like, start our business. And we're going to work on our branding and we're going to work on our website. And those things can be stressful. But mostly they're the exciting things, right? And then we get our clients and that's exciting. But eventually we kind of get weighed down with the taxes and the bureaucracy and the systems and all the stuff we don't really want to do. So if we can make law and tax less shitty and take that weight off of people's backs, can we help them make business fun again? That's our purpose. Our niche, which is like what we offer and who we help, legal and tax solutions that don't suck. Like that's now, that's also um, what they call in clockwork, the company promise. So that's our new company promise that we're trying to achieve. Legal and tax solutions that don't suck. He also has you do what he calls a 10-year target. So you go 10-year target, three-year picture, one-year goal. So it's reverse engineering your goals. And this is something I've shared a lot about in my programs. And the way I've begun to think about these things, and as I always talk about them like a puzzle. Imagine you have a puzzle, like there's a million puzzle pieces swirling around in your brain, right? And I have seen before, this is bananas, but they actually, I've seen before a puzzle where all of the pieces are translucent, right? Like they're just clear pieces. So all you're going to see is whatever's behind them. They have no color to them. 
And I think, what if you had a puzzle where like half the pieces are translucent and half the pieces have like full color? And this is the puzzle that we're working with. I think that's how planning works in most people's brains, right? Because the translucent pieces to the puzzle are the things that we just like don't know about, right? Like we can't plan for everything in the future. Some things we do know. Some things we have really hard data for. The things that we can plan for are usually the more immediate future things. But I like to think that the more we do planning and the more we look at data and the more we dig into things, the more those translucent pieces start to take color. And then we can start to put our puzzle pieces together more concretely they're maybe not all going to always take color right but more and more of them will so i hope you follow this analogy that's the way i like to think about it at least so for right now i don't have a great 10-year target right i'm 34 i'm going to be 44 in 10 years i think that's still going to be too early for me to retire I don't like, I don't know if I want to have a business where I have 40 employees. I don't know if I want to step out of the CEO role in my business by that point in time. Who knows what my business is going to look like? So that one is a big question mark for me. I have some personal life goals though, and I know that the business will need to support those. So that's what I'm more focused on. What I can dial in better is my three-year picture. So in three years, it'll be like end of December, 2026. And I put my goal is to have $600,000 in revenue with roughly $330,000 in profit with about $25,000 in monthly recurring revenue. So that's all pretty measurable. And I think it's fairly doable. So this year, we grew our business revenue from $170,000 in 2022 to 200. And we're still not the, at the end of the year. I'm recording this like December 18th, I think it is. Yeah, December 18th. Um, so we still have a little bit of time to go, but I think we're on track to do about $260,000, $265,000. So that's a pretty big, pretty big jump. We increased revenue by about 90K. So if we can have similar growth over the next few years, 600K in three years, pretty doable. And really, that's my three year picture because that's essentially what I need to hit in order to fund all of my like personal life goals, right? I know some of you might be listening and you're like, that sounds like a ton of money. Other people might be listening and you're like, why not seven figures? Well, this is a stepping stone, my friend, but I have a shit ton of student loans. I like, I like nice things. I live in a really expensive city. So when I talk about my goals, it's not something that I think everyone needs to strive for. Um, I also like, don't ever really care to be like Tony Robbins, Gary Vanderchuk, Brooke Castillo, you know, these people who have like $50 million a year plus businesses. That doesn't really interest me. Um, for me, it's more just about time freedom and money freedom, right? Like make enough money to do everything I want to do. So that's how I figure out these goals. And then the projections we have, we have like reasonable amounts. You also are supposed to map out like, what does that look like, right? So if you're in the wedding industry, how many weddings do I have to work in order to hit this revenue goal? For me, um, we have a couple different recurring programs like monthly recurring revenue programs in our business. We have Profit RX, our monthly bookkeeping and tax membership. We have Legal RX, our monthly legal subscription. So I said that could look like like hitting the 600k year could look like having 100 folks in Profit RX, 50 folks in Legal RX, um and then having like two to three full-time employees, one of them being an attorney and enrolling a certain number of people in Unfuck Your Biz um per year. 
And when we're looking at our three-year picture, it's not about saying this is exactly what we want to have happen. It's about mapping out, you know, you could even map out like three different scenarios. Like that would be easy for me to do like A, scenario A, B, and C. And me looking at them and saying, we might end up going in one of these three specific directions, or we might go be, end up going in a fourth direction that I haven't mapped out. But I know based on the growth of my business over the past few years, my email list, the things that we're going to be working on, each of these scenarios is realistic and plausible, right? Like these aren't just shot in the dark kind of things, right? This isn't really dream planning. It's, it's goal planning, right? They're realistic, measurable goals. Okay, so that's the three-year picture. We also... Um, are supposed to map out our marketing strategy under traction. So he has you create something called your three unique. So like your your unique selling propositions, is that what a lot of people call them? Um, I had my first one is that we are accessible for newbies because we have offers like all, all different price points uh, and for all different business levels, judgment-free um, and fun for everyone. So again, we're just kind of like doubling and tripling down on these similar concepts and ideas. And then you're supposed to create a proven process. So what's the thing that you want to be known for? That one is still a work in progress. So we have our unfuck your biz framework that I created several years ago. It's been working great, but we need something like larger for the business that that's going to slot into. And right now I can go ahead and share with you that essentially our goal is that most folks come to us, you know, they might opt into our lower ticket programs, follow the podcasts, and eventually they work with us to go through Unfuck Your Biz to set everything up in their business. And then they join ProfitRx or LegalRx for the ongoing monthly maintenance, and we help them scale a profitable business. So that's what we're working towards. So once we have our three-year picture and we've done everything else, we can narrow down to our one-year plan. And this is where the 2024 planning starts to happen, right? You can see the puzzle and my brain starting to come together. The, we have a lot of translucent pieces when it comes to the 10-year picture. I just really don't know. But the pieces start to take a lot of color when I'm thinking about my three-year picture. And then they get really concrete when we break it down into a one-year plan, which is you know our one-third stepping stone to that three-year picture. So our future date in one year will be December 31st, 2024. That's how I'm thinking about it. So we're just planning for this upcoming calendar year. Uh, for revenue, I always like to set good, better, best goals. So my good goal is 300K, which would require us to, you know, increase our revenue by about 35,000. Uh, so that's my my good goal. Good, better, best is 300, 400, 500. That's kind of extreme. Like 300, 350, 400 might be like more realistic. Um, profit, 60%. So I always have a profit goal. And one of my specific, I have two specific measurables, or really one measurable and one additional non-revenue goal. And my first, my measurable is to get to $15,000 in monthly recurring revenue throughout the year. So we'll be launching, um, relaunching some of our monthly programs in order to hit that. And then the non-revenue goal is to book six stage speaking gigs for 2025. So I wanted to have a stage speaking gig for 2024. Little too late for that, honestly, because most of the speaking gigs in 2024, like they all book out a year in advance. So instead, our goal is to start pitching to more stage speaking opportunities in 2024 to have them booked for 2025. And that's what we will be tracking. So that is the goal setting kind of piece of everything. And then we break it down from there. So through the traction methodology, you come to your three year, your one year, and then we ask ourselves, okay, 
Well, what do we need to do this year in order to A, hit those one-year goals and B, set ourselves up for the three-year goals? And we call these tasks rocks. So if you're not familiar with this concept, maybe you've seen this video before on YouTube. If not, you can go watch it. We'll link it in the show notes. You can find a bunch of them. I've heard this story shared a lot of times, but it's a professor and he comes in a classroom and he has this big jar, like this real, real big jar. And he fills the jar with rocks and he asks his students, is the jar full? And they all say yes. And then he pours in pebbles and the pebbles trickle down and they same question. They say, yes, it's full. And then he pours in sand. And then at the end, I think he pours in water. And then he shares the life lesson there is that if you fill your jar with sand first, you don't have any room for the pebbles and the rocks. And I think that was mostly like a, a life, like a life story. And he talks about how the rocks are your core relationships in your family. Like you have to make time for family first and things that are really important to you. You know, family, if faith is important to you, if volunteerism is important to you, whatever it is, those are your rocks. We can use the same concept for business. And I've heard it told the same way there as well. Your sand is oftentimes like that's your client work. It's stuff that you have to do. But if you fill your calendar with client work before you map out the bigger projects that are going to move your business forward, then you don't have time for those. So the rocks are the really big picture things that you need know you need to do. Launch a website, map, like roll out a new marketing strategy, build the course that you want to launch. You get the picture. These are your rocks. So when we do the annual planning process, we ask our, we have to ask ourselves, what are our rocks and when are we going to do them? And what I like to do is map out like one or two big ones per quarter. And I assign myself like one or two rocks. And then everyone on my team gets a rock. And the rocks are delegated to the team based on their like number of hours they work. And a rock, in my opinion, should usually take someone like two to three full work weeks. So me, like as someone who works 40 hours a week, um, a rock might be like an 80 hour project. It's really that much. It might be a 40 hour project, but I'm more working on it like five to 10 hours a week for a month or two, not a week straight, but it's more applicable when I look at, you know, employees I have on my team that work five hours a week, a rock for them would be a five to 10 hour project that I expect for them to get done, like maybe in a month. So they're working on it like an hour or two a week on top of their like other five hours of work. So not anything like super, super huge. So here are some things that we mapped out for this year. So um, Braden's Rocks, year in review blog post. That's like the biggest blog post I'm going to write. Um, it takes, that probably takes me like five hours in total, maybe a little bit longer. Um, I have, I have to do email swap to not AVG law. So we still have old email accounts on our old website. I have to swap those out over, get ads rolling again. These are all pretty small rocks for me. To be honest, um, in the past, my rocks looked like build new website, create new course, launch membership. Our goal in 2023 is to really optimize. Like one of our goals is to really optimize all the programs we already have and not create any new stuff, which means not actually having, <laughs> basically it means not really doing as many rocks as we've done in the past. And instead just really, really focusing on improving like our client delivery and experience. But here's just, I'll run through some of our team rocks, just as some examples. Um, relaunch our Pinterest, um, finish a state-by-state -state sales tax blog. We've been working on that for a while. State-by-state -state contracts blog. 
um, build out a formal testimonial process. We don't really have a great process for collecting people's testimonials. Finish our state-by-state -state business blueprint document. We have a lot of state-by-state -state things, as you can see. Create speaking pitch calendar and timeline in order to hit that uh, stage speaking goal. Uh, maybe get LinkedIn rolling. That's just an idea. I don't know if we'll do that one. Creating more industry-specific SEO-rich blog posts. We've booked several clients through blog posts that I have. One of them is like, um, I think it's six. It's like legal and tax for military spouse entrepreneurs. And it has a great SEO because as you can tell, it's just like super specific. So those are some examples of some rocks. So we sit down, we look at all those, and then we map them out by quarter based on based on what needs to be done, right? So that's one thing we do. And then we also map out our annual launch calendar. So in the past, I haven't really done this because I'm always in the process of creating new stuff. This year, we don't want to do that. We want to stick to the programs that are really, really working for us um, and just launch those. And so we've mapped out the months that we want to launch things. And the one thing I'm allowing myself to be creative with is the way that we launch, the way that we do launch. So in the past, we've pretty much always launched things with webinars. We're looking into maybe doing a summit this year, maybe a challenge, maybe some other options. Stay tuned. We'll see what happens. But I'm pretty excited about that. Um, we'll mostly just be launching two different things. They are not new things. So you might already know what they are. And then most of the other things will be on Evergreen. I guess technically we're launching three things because we have a launch coming up in just a couple of weeks. So that's our launch calendar. I'm not going to go through all of that because that just seems like overkill. Um, the next thing we've done is we have mapped out our core offer structure and then also our company OKRs or KPIs, whatever you want to call them. So first of all, I'm going to go through the offer structure because if you're a regular listener of the Profit Report, this is going to essentially map out the way I'll be recording the proper reports this year. So we have narrowed down our core company offers to five offers, or I should say I've narrowed them down with a lot of consulting of everyone on my team and also my business mastermind. Because when I started this process, I had identified like 12 different offers. It's overwhelming. People get super confused when they come to the website. And the problem I always have is every time I narrow it down, I get people that say, okay, but Brayden, I need this thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I can put an offer on the website to address that thing. And eventually, you know, we can't do that, right? Because it overwhelms people. So we have to come up with a handful of things that are going to be the best for people. And then we need to guide them in that direction. And occasionally, if someone really doesn't want any of the offers that we have for them, you know, we have to let them go work with somebody else. That's just the way the cookie crumbles in order to come up with a solution that's going to work best in the long run. So our core offers are Unfuck Your Biz. That's our signature one-on-one -on -one service that we just launched a couple of weeks ago. We have um, 18 folks join that. I think I might have a prior client who might be joining that as well. So we'll end up having 19, although the door is closed. That We've kind of been working with this person for a couple months on a few big things. Um, so they might step in as well. So then that'll be 19 of the 20 spots for that will have been filled. Very excited. I never really did a debrief for that launch, but maybe we'll do that. We'll do that with our um, December proper report. So we'll have Unfuck Your Biz. Um, we'll be launching that again in a couple of months. We have the Contract Club, of course, the most amazing program ever created by anyone, I think. $30 for all the contracts you could ever need. Uh, legally launched, which... 
is what we're actually opening in a couple of weeks. I wasn't planning on announcing that, but I suppose if I'm sharing the course offer structure, there it is. Um, over the past year, Legally Launched was a $10, was a $10 offer, but it really just covered like how to properly set up your sole proprietorship and what you needed. So like get a business license, essentially like what's a DBA. But what we ended up doing was I took the entire module from our Unfuck Your Biz course that our one-on-one -on -one clients get access to. I created this before that became a service. I took that full module. There, I think there's actually two modules. And we put that in legally launched. And now it walks you step-by-step -step through how to form an LLC, how to know if you need an LLC, how to form the LLC, and how to elect for the LLC to be taxed as an S-corporation, how much to pay yourself, how that saves you in taxes. It covers all of that. Um, and essentially, our goal there is to to compete with like the price points of LegalZoom and Inkfile and all of this, right? So some people have an objection to wanting to form the LLC themselves. I always argue that going to one of those websites to fill out their form doesn't really save you much in the way of time. You might as well just do it straight through the state website. But I want you to know like what you're doing as well as all the other steps you're supposed to take that those other websites don't walk you through. So we are doing that now and legally launched for $250, which is our DIY approach to LLC and S Corp formation. So that's our third offer. And then we have ProfitRx, our monthly bookkeeping and tax membership. We'll be opening the doors to that in February. And we're adding some new really cool stuff to it to have some more like done for you components. I think you all are going to really like that. If you want some bookkeeping help to get your 2023 books wrapped up and get started for 2024. And then we have our monthly legal membership, Legal RX. So those are our five offers. Unfuck Your Biz, Contract Club, Legally Launched, Profit RX, and Legal RX. That's what we're going to be focusing on all year. We will have some $10 offers on our website. Another thing we're doing this year is no more freebies. People don't really download them. People don't really care about them. We usually sell more $10 offers than we do freebies anyway. So Basically, improving each of our freebies to make them low-ticket offers. We're going to put those on the website. Then we have my book. And then some additional one-on-one -on -one services we won't really be promoting, but will be available. So we're still going to do trademarks, tax returns, all that kind of stuff. But we will be using them primarily to serve our clients who have gone through Unfuck Your Biz. And when folks reach out to us for help, we will offer them as well. But we won't really be promoting them as uh, signature offers on our website. It'll just be those five that I already mentioned. So that's our core offer structure we've mapped out. Um, with all of this in mind, we've created some um, big goals as well based on our brand promise. Brand promise is making legal and tax solutions that don't suck. I think it's pretty good. Let me, let me know. Um, our goals. So these are the goals that I'm gonna be repeating at the top of every profit report this year. $1,500 per month in low ticket sales, $25,000 in monthly revenue, $15,000 per month in monthly recurring revenue. Those first two goals are ones that we want to like hit. We want to try to hit every month starting at the beginning of the year. That last goal is one that we want to just hit by the end of the year. So by the close of December 2024, I want to get to 15K in monthly recurring revenue. So then in order to reach those goals, we have lots of data points we need to track. One thing I'm going to be trying to focus on is getting 500 new, I'm going to call them follower contacts per month. So that could be like 100 new people on TikTok, 100 new people on threads, 100 on Instagram, 100 on the email list. You get the picture. We're tracking all of this now in NG. 
um, which is a marketing tool that we're going to share more about on next week's episode with the founder, Taylor. It's going to be super fun. Um, we'll be tracking that. Uh, and then each person on my team has different KPIs they're responsible for. So Emily, our marketing manager, will be tracking PR touch points and the stage speaking opportunities that I mentioned. Chandra will be tracking our bookkeeping delivery success rate. So are we actually delivering the bookkeeping on time each month to all of our clients? We'll have a metric for that. Um, the toughest one is Connie. Poor Connie, if you're listening, Connie. Her job is to track program completion through the contract club, legally launched, unfuck your biz and profit RX. And this is really hard for us to measure because we have to go based on analytics that we have inside of Kajabi, our course platform. And they're not always great. For example, if any of you have joined the contract club, you know that you join it, you log in, you get your contract template, and then you're probably out of there. So if you haven't watched any videos, then it would, for all intents and purposes, would show that you have a 0% completion rate in the contract club. So we've thought, all right, well, maybe we have an exit assessment and we measure how many people take that. Still not a great metric because most people aren't going to log in, download one template, and then take an exit assessment. So that one's going to be a little bit tricky. We're going to have to kind of think about it and iterate as we move along. Connie also will track you know, our Facebook group members, contract club progress. Emily, who is doing the marketing, tracks website traffic, Instagram followers, all that stuff. And then MJ, our attorney, will be responsible for tracking the number of client projects that they accomplish per month. And that's a metric for Legal RX, our monthly legal subscription. So that is, I essentially walked you through our 10-page planning document that I created. Um, this wasn't you know, the most organized episode. It was just kind of stream of consciousness on my end. But I hope you found it useful and it got the wheels turning with regard to your own planning. If you listen to this episode, I would absolutely love it if you would go hop in our Braden's Besties Facebook group and tell us what your goal is for 2024. Like, what are you doing? What What's the big goal in 2024? What do you hope to accomplish? Maybe share some rocks. That would be fun as well. So that's all I have for you. Um, I am excited to revisit these different goals that I mentioned throughout the year. I am also excited next year when I record the same episode, I'm going to listen to this episode and see how much of this ended up sticking. And that will be fun to kind of circle back on and do that uh, each and every year moving forward. So thanks again for tuning in. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure that you leave a review. I actually was scrolling through and listening, not listening, reading my reviews the other day. We haven't gotten one in a while, so I would love another review. One person had the audacity to give me one star, and I haven't slept in two weeks, so that was sad. I'm just kidding. It was I was kind of like, who left this one star? Of course, they didn't leave any comments, though, but if you want to help me get my like 4.8 average up, that would be fantastic and appreciated. Um, otherwise, feel free to say hi on Instagram, and thanks for tuning in. Hey there, before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.